In our last episode, Galena was hopeful she had finally found a match for Robert. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of the Love's Weaving Hands series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series audiobooks podcast. Here, you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book two, Matchmaker. Chapter 6 A gale swept down the hill on the north side of the Tyndale property. Galena stood with her hands on the banister porch, wondering what else she could do to fan the flames further between Abigail and Robert. In the past few months, no matter how many subtle hints Galena gave Abigail concerning Robert, it seemed she didn't listen. Galena felt the cold breeze. Yes. Her face lit up. It is time for fall gathering. I can keep Abigail's little one occupied while she spends time with Robert. Galena mused at the thought of Abigail's little redhead girl, not as reserved as her mother, and she wondered why Abigail preferred that Grace call her Nana rather than Mama or Mother. She turned to peer above the treetops towards the village where she could barely see Alfred and Julia Marshall's second-story house. What interested Galena most at the Marshall home was their youngest son, Caleb. She smiled at the thought of how taken seven-year-old Caleb was with Grace. When he is old enough, Caleb won't take much convincing about who he is to marry. She chuckled and put her hands over her arms, warming herself as another gale swept over their property. Her eyes followed the path leading to the village road. Beyond that was the road that led away from the village to the direction where Grace and her nana now lived. Grace Allison is another story she mused. She didn't like poor Caleb and has rejected his kindness at every turn. She smiled as she thought of Caleb's relentless determination. Who knows? Maybe in time Caleb will win Grace's heart. There you are, my dear, Mr. Tyndale interrupted her thoughts. Another gale swept past them. You'll catch cold standing out here in this chill. Why don't you warm up inside? He put his arm around her. We can discuss our plans for our fall celebration. Yes, that would be wonderful. I have some ideas to offer. Any of these have anything to do with fanning the flames for two potential lovers? You know me all too well, Father. I hope to please you with my idea of having some dance music. Sounds delightful. Galena gave him an approving smile. I remember the dance where you were busy matchmaking Robert and Clara. That was your idea. I thought you would like to do it again, to see if you could work your charm on my man, Mr. Tyndale winked. Galena's laughter trailed off musically. And Clara would not dance with Robert until I did, because she wanted to make sure he knew how to dance. It had been a perfect plan. It gave me time to spend with Robert on the dance floor, convincing him about Clara. Well, then maybe you can put your matchmaking powers to work and do the same this time. Oh, Father, I doubt that will be necessary. Abigail already delights Robert. It's Abigail I'm having trouble convincing. The wind picked up with more consistency. Mr. Tyndale opened the front door. 
Inside, my dear, where we can think up your schemes with a nice cup of hot tea. As you enjoy today's story, we want to encourage you to become a Love's Weaving Hand series audiobook supporter. We desire to bring quality Christian entertainment with biblical values to impact your everyday life. Our mission is to encourage every woman to know true love, and you can have a part in making this project a growing reality. There are plans for additional audiobooks and a radio drama of the third book in the series. Your support will help us reach lives through our stories for God's glory. Become a part of the LWH Series audiobook support team by visiting lwhseries.com forward slash support. Everyone was having a wonderful time. Galena took in the laughter, music, and Don't you ever come near me, Caleb Marshall! Six-year-old Grace scolded the boy. Well, perhaps not everyone. Caleb ran away from Grace, who was madder than a hornet's nest. The girl stomped away towards the open field and joined her friend Mary. Galena stopped what she was doing and went to see why Caleb kept his hand on his head. She reached for Caleb and stopped him. Are you all right? Yeah, sure. You don't look too good. That Grace Ellison is such a pain. Galena bent down to take his hand off his head. You're not bleeding. He winced when she pressed the area he had his hand on, and she could feel a lump on his head. Grace did this to you? She landed a rock on my head, all because I tried to tickle her. Well, it isn't nice for you to tickle a girl, especially Grace. Her nana is strict and I'm sure she would not appreciate your hands on her daughter like that. Yes, ma'am. He hung his hands down and looked dejected. She lifted his chin and straightened his collar. You're very fond of Grace, aren't you? He gave her a look of shock. Did Sue tell you? No, she chuckled. It was just a rumor I heard. Caleb leaned towards her and whispered, I will marry Grace Allison someday. I'm sure you will. And when the time comes, I will do my part to encourage Grace. But for now, you are both much too young to think of marriage. Caleb, come on, his friend called. Now off you play, and keep your distance from Grace. Yes, ma'am. He turned and ran towards Frank. Galena stood and straightened her skirt. The women overpowered Galena's low laughter as they approached with Abigail. How is Caleb? I saw you talking to him, Sue asked Galena. He'll be fine. Did my wee Grace do something to young Caleb? Abigail looked concerned. I wouldn't worry too much about it, Abigail, Galena comforted. I just don't understand why those two can't get along. Perhaps someday they will. Galena gave her a confident smile. Abigail turned to see where Grace was and walked in the child's direction. Any potential matchmaking this time around? Leanne giggled. Not for any of us, Nancy Ballinger leaned towards Jennifer. But definitely for Sue there. What? Sue glanced at the women. Paul Dunbar is quite the young man these days, and just how he found out about our festival, I'll never know. Galena gave Sue a knowing look, then went to straighten a few items on the table. Did you tell him? About the festival, yes, but not that a young maiden would wait for him, hoping against all hope that he would ask her to dance. A dance? Yes, once the afternoon festivities are over, 
father will surprise the villagers with a dance, but I thought to let you know ahead of time. Sue took on a dreamy look. Galena is the best matchmaker in Brooks Village, Nana Abigail, Jennifer explained to Abigail when she rejoined the ladies. She may have found Sue a match. What about Robert? Leanne squealed. You said it would not be long for you to figure out who is Robert's perfect match. Galena gave Abigail a nervous smile, then straightened some food dishes as she answered Leanne. I'm still working on that, she glanced at Abigail. How about we join the rest of the festivities? She gestured with her chin to the open field. By all means, I think it would be good if you also joined us, Abigail asserted. They reached the crowd. Run, 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 Robert shouted at his son Tom. Maybe next time, son, Robert patted Tom's back. Grace is a fantastic runner for a girl, isn't she, Papa? Tom asked between huffs. Her gender has nothing to do with the fact that she is an excellent runner, Galena chimed in. Yes, like you were at her age, my dear, Mr. Tyndale added. Galena handed Grace her prize. I got ribbons. They will be pretty with the dress my Nana will make me. Thank you, Miss Galena. You're welcome. Galena leaned towards Grace and gave her a wide smile. How about we have an adult race? Mr. Tyndale raised his hand and looked about. My papa is a good runner, Tom sounded. All right, Robert, it will be you and... How about Miss Galena? Tom asked. You said she was a good runner. Then my papa could get beat by a girl like me. Mr. Tyndale's laughter filled the air, and he turned to his daughter. I don't think it would be fair, Jeffrey. I was quite a good runner myself. Everyone waited for Galena's response. I don't know, Father. Maybe Abigail here would like to race Robert. Mr. Tyndale turned to Abigail. Why not show Mr. Gall that you are a good runner, Galena? Galena frowned. Why did Abigail insist on calling Robert Mr. Gall? Was she ever going to be friendly to him? No, Abigail, I insist. You would probably do a much better job. Truthfully, Galena, I must give this opportunity to the one most qualified. The truth is, neither of these women could beat me. Robert turned to Tom. Just wait till girls grow up to be women. They can't beat men. Galena shot Robert a defiant look. Excuse me, I doubt that is true. See, Galena, you are far readier and most qualified among us women. Why not take Mr. Gall's challenge? Abigail coaxed. Galena looked to Abigail, then Robert. I believe I will. The race was on, and true to her father's claims, she was a good runner. Galena ran ahead of Robert, and they both disappeared in the woods. She spotted the hidden cloth and reached to grab it down off the tree branch. She turned to run back when her boot caught in a vine, and her body came down on the soft ground filled with early fall leaves. Are you all right? Robert reached her and helped her to her feet. This is ridiculous. I should have never dared you into this silly race. She dusted her dress and blew the strand of hair that fell in front of her face, only for it to fall back again. I am far too old for such foolishness. I don't think you're old, he whispered. Perhaps a little ambitious. He smiled and fixed his eyes on her. His gaze made her nervous. She shook herself and took a step back away from Robert and out of his hold. She straightened her skirt and hair and turned to run. The race is not over. She disappeared ahead of Robert and ran back to the awaiting audience who cheered her on. Grace was the first to meet her. You showed him. Robert walked up to the crowd in surrender. The dance was Galena's last chance that evening. 
She took Grace while Robert and Abigail were talking. When the music started, she smiled when Robert asked Abigail to dance. It pleasantly surprised her to see she agreed. Galena wished they were dancing to a soft European ballad instead of the nomadic dance of celebration. She called Jennifer to ensure Grace stayed occupied as she continued to fan the flames for Robert and Abigail. After the dance, they approached the table to get something to drink, which Galena readily offered. I don't think I've danced this much since living among the nomads. Oh, I hear they are a festive people. Robert sipped his cup. Galena busied herself while keeping an ear to the conversation. The music slowed. Good. Now if only she could encourage them to dance again without looking obvious. Robert put his cup down. Would you do me the pleasure to accompany me again, Miss Olsen? Galena turned around and smiled with anticipation. I think I'd better not, Mr. Gall. Perhaps Galena would like to accompany you instead. Galena turned to see Robert extend his hand towards her. Would you do me the honor? She glanced at Abigail, then back to Robert, hiding her discomfort. She took his hand and made her way to the dance floor. The music played softly as she fell in rhythm with him. He drew her close to him. Her heart beat wildly as Clara's words sang with the music. No, I can't. I just can't. She pushed Robert away and ran to her house. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com. Love's Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC. 